0: Statistics say that people spend about three to five seconds on your site and they move on. Mm -hmm. And so if you have three to five seconds to communicate what your church is about, you really want to be poetic and cute and not really clear. So I would say it's find a one liner that identifies a problem and how your church solves
1: it. The goal, then, as the church, is to guide them through that conflict, which is just what they're dealing with in life, okay? And in an eternal sense, where they're going to spend eternity. Welcome to the Must Increase Podcast, where our mission is to increase his name through your church. I'm your host, Luke Clayton, and I'm joined by Matt Lecron, our designer and off camera by our producer, Bo Snyder. Hey Bo, how you doing over there? All right, but we'll be back uh, behind the mic here soon. Don't worry. Uh, but we are having a the second part of our conversation today with Matt about uh, design and branding. Matt, uh, if you haven't listened to the previous episode, you should. But in case you just refuse to, uh, we'll let you know that Matt is our uh, lead graphic designer now here at Must Increase. Oversees all branding and design, uh, and uh, does very excellent work. A very a much step up from our last design guy. Uh, which was me. Uh, but, uh, and so he's doing a great job. Uh, and so we're going to dive into our conversation here in just a moment, but first we want to remind you to subscribe to our podcast, wherever you're listening to podcasts. This particular episode is available by way of video. So uh, we'd appreciate it if you headed over to YouTube, watched us there and subscribe to us on YouTube and then subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. So if that's iTunes or Spotify, Google, and we're available on several platforms now. So you can find us just about anywhere that you listen to podcast. So, so uh, we appreciate you for subscribing as we release a new episode every week. And so when you're subscribed, it comes right to your device so that it's loaded and ready to play when you wake up that day and you start listening to your podcast. So thanks for subscribing. Now, Matt, last time we talked about the visual. We focused more on the visual aspect of design. So talk to uh, we kind of broke down, you know, kind of your process we looked at one of the things you designed recently and broke that down Uh, and so we kind of looked at that a little bit in terms of you know we talked about you know target audience kind of influenced uh, uh, you know why you went a certain direction on design and we talked about different things with colors and typefaces and things like that but it's like we kept saying in the last episode we said it several times and we've said it several times before design or good design it looking good is just your baseline that's just your foundation it's it's the expectation of society Mm -hmm. you can't have design that looks bad Uh, and so having good design is actually not enough It's what that good design communicates that actually makes it great and makes it stand apart. And so uh, just so you're aware, so our, our audience is aware, we pull a lot of this content, we really follow what's called the story brand framework. And so if you've not listened to, or, or connected with rather, StoryBrand. Uh, it's kind of founded by Donald Miller. Uh, you, be sure to check that out, StoryBrand.com. They've got a great book. In fact, I think we're giving it a nice subliminal plug here in the background on our shelf. Uh, and uh, so it's, it's really great. And if you want to dive really, really deep into that framework, uh, be sure to, to read the book or subscribe to their podcast or whatever. Uh, but what we like to do is we like to take this concept, basically their concept is this. Uh, your, your messaging should be clear, Uh, they really emphasize clarity, and then they walk you through a process of of how to uh, make it clear. So what we like to do is we like to take that philosophy and we like to uh, make it relevant to churches. Uh, And so, Matt, you and I have done a lot of conversation about this. And, uh, in fact, that's one of the reasons that we knew that this was kind of meant to be, like you joining the team, was because I believe in probably, I think it was our first phone conversation, uh, first or second, we started to talk about this concept Mm -hmm. of story brand marketing and about using the power of story to market because uh, the most powerful form of communication that exists is that of story Mm -hmm. um think i mean you think about the billions of dollars that's spent on uh, producing movies television shows ultimately because they tell stories Mm -hmm. uh and then you've got books and you've got other avenues of telling stories i mean even when you're just with someone think of how often and how much of your just day-to-day conversation with with your friends your family is centered around story around hey Talking about what happened today or talking about, you know, telling a story from your past or something. Uh, it's a huge part of our lives and it's the most powerful form of communication. And so obviously we take that here at Must Increase, and we use it when we, we make films. Okay, so we make short films and obviously we're telling stories, but we believe and and we know you should use it in just your marketing in general everything communicates and everything should communicate some type of story and so matt let's 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 break it down a little bit i mean mm-hmm. we once again if you want to dive really deep into this and get really into the nitty-gritty of it uh, be sure to check out uh, donald miller stuff there with story brand but we'll kind of uh you know if you will uh scrape the surface and talk about it to an extent. So how has this philosophy um, influenced your design uh, when it goes to, you know, designing marketing pieces and whatnot?
0: Well, first thing is um, we're not saying you need to write a story about your church. You know, here's where we started. Here's how we started. And, you know, that's why you should come to our yeah, church. That's a good clarification to make. Right. Yeah. It, it's not um, tell a, a story to get people to come. It's you're trying to invite the person you're reaching into a story. Um, but that story is not about you, the church, Correct. or the ministry. Um, you, when you, like Luke said, when you read uh, story Brand, what it talks about is um, it uses the formula of story, and the target audience, the one you're trying to reach, they are the main character of the story. Mm-hmm. You are just uh, what they call a um, a guide, a guide mm-hmm. to help them get what they want. And um, you can get really deep into this, but when you when you reach someone, especially uh, as a ministry, you got to think about what they want. And we know what they they need. They need Jesus Christ, and that's why we want them to come to the church. But they don't know that yet, so you know how do you tell a story in a two-sided card how do you tell a story in a booklet or a brochure um and we're not saying type out a story about jesus christ um obviously you need the gospel Mm -hmm. Um, but what we're saying is when you look at the formula they talk about there's there's seven different steps and um i'm forgetting what was the first step well
1: i don't like i said i don't for sake of like time of what we're doing, I don't know if we'll be able to dive into all seven. I like to highlight the main, uh, what I think are the main three, well, four technically. So, um, first of all, let's let's think of a Bible story, a very common Bible story. Okay, okay. okay. So uh, David and Goliath. Mm-hmm. All right. So this is one of the most familiar bible stories out there. In fact, it's um even if you're not a christian, you've heard the story yeah. or uh, you're familiar with it most likely. So, in this story, just so we see how this this breaks down, there's there's we there's three aspects we'll highlight today. There's a central character, all right, or a hero, and then there is a a conflict which is often uh brought about by a villain. And then there's the outcome, which we, you want to be favorable. You want it to be a good thing. All stories don't end good. Sometimes stories end in with an unfavorable outcome. And so, but just to, to highlight these three in this story, in the, in, in, with this story, David is the central character. He becomes our hero by the end of the story. Our conflict, or, or our conflict or villain, is of course Goliath. All right, and his, the armies of the Philistines that are within, a, but but he is the the main villain in this particular story. The outcome, well, he's defeated. He 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 gets. Uh, you know, the stone round and round and round and hits him in the head and he falls over and uh, he's, he's done, he's dead. And, you know, the rest of the Philistine army flees and, you know, they win the battle. And so uh, that is just a simple breakdown of, you know, how you can illustrate how story works. You can see these elements and it, it seems so simple, but there's so many times we've watched a story where we don't, we don't even pay attention. You know, we, we know that's what's supposed to happen, but we're actually just saying, Hey, here is that breakdown. So, um, you know, like you said, the goal is to place the, uh, the, your target audience, whoever you're going after, to make them feel like that main character. Now, notice I, I, we didn't say make them feel like the hero per se. Because when you think about the main character of a story, um, a lot of times they're flawed. You know, they, they don't have everything. You know, a lot of times when you say, well, you know, when you think of a hero, you're thinking of someone who is, uh, you know, they've got it all made. You think of like a Superman type character who's who's seemingly perfect. Uh, but the truth is, is that in many popular stories and movies, the hero is flawed. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got problems. Um, you think of, uh, I, I tend to geek out on Star Wars sometimes. Okay, I'm a nerd. All right. Well, Luke Skywalker. Yes, I am your father Luke I've heard all the jokes my name is Luke his name is Luke I get it but Luke Skywalker if you kind of watch the old Star Wars movies he's kind of obnoxious at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, he's kind of um, uh, hot-headed a little bit or, or, or a little overzealous. Um, he seems to be going nowhere with his life. Um, and it's not until he meets his guide, which is Obi-Wan Kenobi mm-hmm. and then Yoda later on, that they are able to make him into the hero. They are able to guide him to being the hero. And so you kind of want to look at your church as the same position, all right? So your church is the guide. This main character, hey, they're without Christ. They've got a lot of problems, right? Mm-hmm. They're a sinner. Uh, they, you know, they may be looking for something. They may be experiencing this emptiness in their life. They may be seemingly headed nowhere in their life. And so, uh, the goal then, as the church, is to guide them through that conflict, which is just what they're dealing with in life, okay? And in an eternal sense, where they're going to spend eternity, and to guide them to that desired outcome. And so uh, I think that just by analyzing those three parts of story, the the conflict, the the hero, and then the outcome, and then understanding your role is not to be the hero as the, as your church or, or whoever. Your role is to guide them through that conflict and to that desired favorable outcome. Um, and so once again, you think, well, how do I do all this in one little design piece? Well, the answer is you, you can't it's not like you're gonna tell this full story, you know, like you said. It's not like we're gonna write out a story and we're gonna tell it, you know, hey, once upon a time, blah, 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 the end. Yeah. Okay. It's not like it goes with that. But how do we incorporate that and, and you've done it many times in a design, and I think the way that you and I have so many times worked together on on developing is through this process of uh, what's called a one liner. Mm-hmm. Or uh, uh, just a comment, just a, sm- a simple sentence usually that communicates uh, w- that that really kind of is a, is a synopsis of the story, if yeah. you will. And so uh, let's talk through that a little bit about that concept and about the messaging following that framework, that okay. very basic
0: framework. So we've all have uh, had a DVD or we looked on Netflix and you look at the description of the movie and there's always a very short description of that movie. And that's kind of what will get you to watch it or not, right? And so the same thing when we pass out cards or brochures, as that description should be clear enough to get you to want to go watch the movie, rent the movie. um, The one-liner that is on, say, your promotional card for open house should be that clear. uh, Give the value to the person reading that card of why they should come to your church. We can make the mistake as christians well of course they should come to open house or missions conference because they're going to find out about a lot of missionaries or they're Mm -hmm. going to get encouraged by other brethren or they're going to learn about jesus christ and so we we don't even think that that's something we should put on an invitation Um, but that's definitely what you should put on invitation is the value in coming to whatever the event is whether it's vacation bible school open house or, you know, popsicle Sunday, what is the value to that neighbor down the street who has a super busy schedule um and maybe their only day to sleep in is Sunday and you say, Hey, come to my church at ten AM Well that means they have to get up early and all you do put on a card all you could do put on the card is you put the event, the time, the date and the address and think they're gonna come. Mm -hmm. Well there's no value. A lot of times it's good if you think about yourself. If you got an invitation to some random event in your city and all I had was, you know, popsicle event and here's a date and time, well, are you going to go? More likely not because you got a busy schedule, you know? And so even though church is important to that person, you got to tell them on that card brochure why it's important. Mm -hmm. So practically what that might look like is. you would have the name of the event, and you do have the time, the date, and the location. Yeah. But that's not the primary, largest thing. Primary thing is that one liner. You know, come this event to experience this, this, uh-huh. and that. Yep. And here's three things you're going to experience there. You know, better relationship with uh, Lord and Savior, or uh, encouraging. You know, or food and fellowship. That's a really yeah. good one. You know, so think of the three values or four values that your event or your church offers to those people. Yeah.
1: And one of the things that we always say, too, if possible, state the problem, you know, state mm-hmm. that conflict that they may be potentially experiencing. So um, I like to I'm going to back it up to where, uh, you know, kind of take a bigger view as far as something that's more generic and maybe that's just your um, your paragraph on your website that is going to, you know, your, your wording on your website, that's going to, uh, convince people to, uh, you know, attend and try out your church. And so, um, you know, uh, you know, we talk about, you know, a cold, call to action and, you know, a header and, and all that, but, but overall, like what's obviously this is with the understanding that your website looks good. It's got an appealing mm-hmm. visual look. That's going to, you know, not that people are going to look at and go, ooh, that's gross, I'm I'm leaving. Uh, But, so, you know, a common thing you'll see on websites is, you know, hey, we hope you'll join us for church, and our service times are this, and we're located at this. And that's all good information to include, but... There's depending on what part of the country you're in, you've probably got several churches within driving distance to choose from. Um, that, that's very rare exception. Um, you know there are some cultures and or some parts of the country where you know there there might be just a handful, but in most cases you've got a lot to choose from. Uh, and so uh, what you got to think about then is well, what can we do to state a problem? And so something that you know when I've talked to people uh, about this and and um, you know tried to help. Uh, Church leaders understand uh, this. Uh, give them an idea. Is maybe say something as simple as in a society where connections are hard to find, or in a society, or or, or in a culture where true relationships are hard to find, something like that. Mm-hmm. Because that's that's pretty true. I mean, nowadays, because of different things like technology and just that we're a less trusting society. You know, we used to. We live in a society where. People don't even get to know their neighbors anymore, you yeah. know. Um, we live in a society where people are, you know, maybe glued to their phones and they're choosing to get to know people through social media as opposed to in person. And so finding true connections in general with other people is hard. So in a society where genuine relationships are hard to find, uh, we offer a welcoming atmosphere where you can find a relationship with others as well as God because there's that emptiness that someone feels because they don't have a relationship with other people, uh, but they also, part of that emptiness comes from the fact they don't have a relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And, and, then, and then we go on to saying, and we'd love to have you join us for any service so that you can grow in Christ, and together with other people, and so there's a lot of different ways you can break this down. But because here's the thing: as I've tried to you know get people to understand this, hey, you know, when to pull people in the story, you don't want to position yourself as a hero. Well, isn't Jesus always the hero? Yeah. Well, yes, yes. But think about how Jesus lived his ministry. Jesus didn't come to this earth trying to come across as a hero. He didn't mm. try to seem like some. You know, I mean, he came very humbly. You know, the Bible talks about how he humbled himself and, you know, became obedient to death. But even before that, uh, he lived his life just as a very humble individual and never really positioned himself as a hero. He always positioned himself as a guide. Mm-hmm. Always someone who was guiding you to salvation, guiding you uh, to, to get to know, uh, to get to know, or to, to have a relationship with God. And uh, that is the position that Jesus put himself in. Yeah. And so, you know, a lot of times we think, well, you know, well, we certainly don't want to make a sinner look like a hero. Well, no, once again, we're not necessarily making them look like a hero. We're just trying to make them uh, yeah. feel like the center of that story and pull them in to yeah.
0: that story. It's good, so to be like Jesus, we need to be a guy Yeah, exactly, really exactly. Spiritualizing that. Yeah, they called him Rabbi, teacher. Yeah. That's that's the type of guy. I think one uh, one practical thing if you could take away from this podcast um, about story and clarity is if you could do one thing is on your website at the very top a lot of times people have a picture of their building and then they have mm-hmm. some kind of cute quote um you know welcome home or just something that's kind of vague and it's not really clear of what um you're offering i mean statistics say that people spend about three to five seconds on your site and then they move on mm-hmm. and so if you have three to five seconds to communicate what your church is about you really want to be poetic and cute and not really clear. So I would say from this from this, I would at your website, the very top, kinda like what Luke said just recently, is find a one liner that identifies a problem and how your church solves it. Even if it says we help you, you know, get to know Jesus Christ. Well what's the problem there? Well they don't know Jesus Christ. How are you helping them? You're helping them get to know them. So you're being the guide to bring him to Jesus Christ. So even if that one statement there, I think that would help a lot of churches' websites. Um, and then as far as the the picture, you know, people have pictures of their building, and I understand that they need to know what the building looks like. But most of the time, you want it to people to know what your church looks like, what the people look like. So I have a picture. Hire someone, find a guy who knows photography and get a picture of the inside of your people Mm -hmm. interacting of maybe even your preacher preaching so they know what to expect. I know this because just recently I've been looking for a church, and those are the things that I was looking for when I moved across the country looking for a church. Yeah. So,
1: And, you know, that's a great point there. And even sometimes if, if it means, well, I don't have a photographer, well, find find a good stock image or something, if nothing else. Like I, you say, well, that's misleading. Well, th- what you're trying to get across to people is that, hey, this, is, this, this church has happy people. In it yeah. you know, and you. Smile it's always best, of course, to use it. Or
0: iPhone even picture. if you have a nice iPhone. I mean, the yeah. iPhones today are and pretty that's true. developed. You, can, you could, I mean, if you took a hundred pictures over one month. One of those pictures, I assume, would, would One be of them is going to look yeah.
1: Good. yeah, Yeah. And that's the thing is people, oh, well, I, I don't have a, for, you know, we say stuff like, well, I don't have a photographer. I don't have a good camera. Well, you have, you most likely have a smartphone that yeah. can take good pictures. And so uh, that's some really great thoughts. And, and once again, this is something that is so expansive and we could talk about. For so long, yeah. uh, that really, you know, one episode, we're not going to be able to articulate everything. And so, of course, like I said, we did recommend the, the book Storybrand. We're not, we don't get any money for endorsing them. Be uh, it'd nice, be though. nice if we did. It'd yeah. be great if you're listening out there, Storybrand people. Maybe hook us up with some type of endorsement there. But uh, we just think this is a really good, uh, you know, a framework, something that you can put into practice at your church. But if you want, and I like to mention this from time to time, if you have more specific questions about this, uh, feel free to reach out to us. We'd love to talk to you specifically about your church and your needs and see if we can even help you develop some of this messaging and, and, and tell your tell that story and learn how to bring people into your story and use that in your outreach and in the marketing of your church. And so this has been a really great, insightful conversation. Once again, me and Matt and, and Bo, Bo as well, he, he also, we, we really love diving into this aspect of marketing uh, and we could really geek out on this for a long time. But uh, we are going to call it quits there on that part of the conversation. Well, Matt, thanks for being with us these past few episodes. It's been really nice having you with us and letting everybody out there get to know you. Uh, And we want to thank you for listening and for watching. Uh, This particular episode, like I said before, is available on YouTube. So you can watch us there if you want to actually see us, not just hear us. I hope you're not disappointed. You know, sometimes when I hear people and then I go and actually see them, uh, they're a lot different than what I expected. (laughs) So. Uh, anyways, hopefully we don't, our, our ugly faces don't disappoint you that much. But we, in all seriousness, we do thank you for listening, and we hope you've subscribed. And also, uh, we'd like to mention this, too. If you rate and review us in the iTunes store, it helps us get noticed. there on Apple Podcasts, and so uh, we really appreciate that. And, of course, when you share, whether it be on social media or just a personal text or email to a friend and saying, Hey, this, this podcast has helped me. We make this podcast for church leaders so that they can know how to do more with their marketing and outreach at their church. And so Matt, thanks again for being with us. And, but we'll be back next time, right here on the must increase podcast, where our mission is to increase his name through your church.